welcome in to episode seven on season three of the Silver Bullet Saga. I'm your host, Ryan Vonderhaar. Before we get into this week's episode, I got a little bit of an ad read, personal ad this week. Uh, for those of you sitting at home who were able to celebrate over the holidays, uh, either in person with your loved ones or, or celebrating at a distance, a lot, one of the things I like to do every holiday season is listen to my favorite Christmas songs. Uh, a gift that I came up with uh, this year for my grandparents because I wasn't able to see them in person was this uh, custom CD, this this album that I had made, a uh, Christmas album. I played my favorite Christmas songs, uh, kind of played the guitar on it, and I turned it into a present for these grandparents and mailed it to them. And let's just say, I don't know if it had to do with the audience or not, but the reviews were very, very positive uh, on this Christmas album. So I kind of, this idea kind of popped into my head after my grandparents liked the CD so much. I would love uh, to maybe spread a little bit of goofy holiday cheer this year. And I was trying to think of a way that I could give back. And a uh, cause that's really close to my heart is Ohio FFA Camp Muskingum. I spent a couple summers of my life there. I actually met the person that I married this summer uh, there working at FFA Camp. have a ton of awesome memories. Uh, Adam uh, with me there as well uh, back when we were in high school. Uh, and they've been hurting pretty bad through this pandemic, obviously, because they haven't had hardly anybody there at camp uh, this whole year. So they've taken quite a big bit of a hit from the normal income they would make. So for those of you who would be interested in helping support Ohio FFA Camp Muskingum, I've got a one-time offer for you that expires January 10th. If you are interested in a Christmas album and supporting Ohio FFA Camp Muskingum, just find my Twitter account at Ryan Vonderhaar, or if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can find it there. The details of how to connect are in the post. I'm offering a CD, a custom uh, exclusive independent Christmas CD uh, by yours truly mailed to your house just for a little bit of support to Ohio FFA Camp Muskingum. If you're interested in helping out, uh, just check out one of those posts or just message me and I will get the details for you. So with that, we will head back to the episode. This week, we are previewing the big Sugar Bowl, the second Sugar Bowl, right, of this decade for Ohio State, fighting those Clemson Tigers, the, the ugly orange and purple. I don't know if it's ugly or not, but that's who we've got. Um, uh, we're also going to break down what I would call a surprising performance uh, against those fighting Wildcats of Northwestern. All that and more on this episode of the Silver Bullet Saga. Uh, this week, I'm excited to introduce my returning co-host Adam Vonderhaar. Adam, how are you doing? You know, Ryan, I'm good. Uh, we're approaching the end of 2020. People think it will get better. Um, you know, in 2021, I'm uh, I'm kind of a show me kind of guy. But uh, hey, we're going to give it a shot. Put some uh, some field tile in this week. I've been very busy doing that. Uh, so I'm tired, but I'm also excited for the upcoming game against uh, the fighting uh, South Carolina team from like a city in South Carolina. Um, Adam, you love to, good. you love to use, you love to use the, you love to use the tired versus wired meme. Um, if you were tired versus wired, what would that be? What would both those things be for you right now? Uh, well, tired from, from just, you know, working wired that Ohio state gets to play another football game. That's where I'm at. 
I think that that's the fastball right down the middle, and I, I think you knocked it out of the park. Uh, before we get into the the big daunting gorilla uh, in that South Carolina team that you referenced, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't at least talk a little bit at length about what transpired last Saturday uh, there in Indianapolis. What has become a sort of annual tradition uh, as far as Ohio State taking that trip on 70 West uh, and making making their way into Indianapolis, America's convention city, if you know it well, um, and kind of finding their home there at Lucas Oil Field. Uh, we were pretty confident last week thinking that Northwestern's defense wasn't going to be able to stop our explosive offense and that their offense wasn't going to be able to do much at all. I would say that some of our predictions held up, but quite a few of them were knocked down. Adam, what were some initial things you saw or maybe things that worried you early on in that game on Saturday? I think really the biggest thing that I was worried about is the the passing game. And I knew going into the game Chris Olave wouldn't be there now I've never played quarterback or wide receiver or football in general for that matter um, but I just figured our team's full of five-star wide receiver recruits and uh, Justin Fields is such a playmaker a Heisman candidate that he'd be able to make it work but man you saw a lot of dysfunction without Olave there as kind of like a I don't know a safety net uh, his blankie for Justin Fields to feel safe around it seemed like he was off time overthrowing, underthrowing, just nervous because he didn't have that guy when he needed him. Um, that is uh, probably the, the biggest thing coming from that game. That and with such a successful running game with uh, uh, that came out of that game, to not stick to it in the first half the way a lot of fans thought they should have, um, you wonder what kind of record could have been set in rushing yards. But that's, you know, that's complaining about a victory, which I don't like to do. Sure. Uh, and a thing that came out of that game that we were able to learn afterwards is that, you know, it wasn't Fields just kind of having the yips on some of those passes. There was a chance, or at least it was reported that he did have some kind of thumb injury that was affecting uh, some of his throws. And definitely a, a kind of a nagging injury like that would mess with what is a very specific timing uh, that goes into our passing game, right, on some of those, maybe even some of those easier throws. Uh, but But Fields was off, and he admitted that after the game. Um, you had, you said it yourself, you know, we really found our home, uh, in the big 10 championship when it came to the run game, uh, and really, in my opinion, saw something that we really hadn't seen for most of the year, you know, uh, besides, uh, master Teague helping us out quite a bit in a couple games early on one against Indiana. Um, you know, Trey Sermon definitely has his, his day right on that Saturday breaks <laughs> Eddie George's, uh, uh, record for, I believe it was rushing yards in the big 10 championship game, or was it just say, I, I forget exactly what the record was. I, it was definitely a championship game. It may have been a big 10 record in rushing yards. Adam, do you know, did you see that? I'm not, I am not sure. I believe it, it was single game rushing total, but okay. I could be wrong on that for well, Ohio well, state. We'll, we'll get our we'll get our people. We, we've got people, uh, you know, our IT department, they got their ha hands up here. We're going to get that confirmed here in a second. But as we continue uh, and kind of go through this, I want to introduce our guest uh, this week on the podcast. We have an Ohio State super fan, a legend uh, in the folklore of the FAS circles that uh, Adam and I like to run around in. Uh, you may know him as an anamorphic uh, bear on Twitter. Uh, I won't out his profile specifically. But this week on the podcast, joining us, we have Dave Green. Dave, how are you doing? Doing excellent. Doing excellent. You are right. That was a single game day record held by Eddie George. 
So. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So Dave, for the folks at home, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your connection to Ohio State? Yeah, um, I'm a 2010 uh, graduate of the Ohio State University. Um, I was also a member of the uh, Alpha Tau Zeta, now Farmhouse uh, fraternity. Um, also, am a uh, was a was a member at the same time as uh, I, I think a previous guest. And it was it was it was it was it was a Jimmy Jay Jimmy from Parts pre- Unknown. Jay, <laughs> yeah, 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 Jay, Jay, yes, yes. So so. Uh, yeah, no, uh, um, was destined to be an ag teacher, um, never quite made it, um, ended up uh, working on a production grain farm and trip uh, or opportunity to come back home and uh, um, be, a, be a lender. I lend money now, so I'm a banker. No, I listen, we and, and that's kind of the cool thing about this podcast so far. A lot of the folks we chat with from week to week are a part of the ag industry, some outside of it, but we we we've, we've had a whole bunch of different different uh, folks here on, as on as guest stars, but I mean, you've had some you've had some good guests. You've had some sketchy ones. Agreed. Um, there, Agreed. There, there was there was the 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 uh, um who was who was the Michigan State Homer? Clayton um, Parrish is his name. Uh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Fellow Northwestern well, us. Yeah. Redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he, he probably won't listen. So you may have to tag him in the episode okay. description. Okay. Cause we'll he, have to let him know. much like many Spartan fans, he, he really cares about himself and what, and what's going on. No, <laughs> Clay, Clay knows that I'm kidding with that one. Uh, um, Dave, uh, before we get back into Northwestern, why don't you tell us, I, I kind of prepped you with this question, but maybe your favorite Ohio state football memory. Um, you know, we were talking about that ahead of, you know, some of my favorite games, um, and, and I guess, I think I, I, I said my favorite Michigan game going, going back, uh, going back to the, the, uh, the lead up to the 2002 national championship. Uh, but I would say probably one of my favorite ones would be the 06 Michigan game. Um, we're freshmen sitting behind the pole and B deck. I can only see a third of the field at a time. You know, we, we, we go down to the wire, win the game, rush the field, um, and and uh, whip out my pocket knife that you could still sneak into the stadium at the time, and and most normal people just took small tufts of grass. Um, no, no, we got to go big. Um, proceeded to cut out an entire triangle from the twenty yard line, pointing in, uh, roll it up and carry it up the ramp and back to the dorms um, till Thanksgiving, where I could take it home and plant it in my backyard. So. It- do you still have it? I assume you may have planted it at your parents' house. Is it still it, going? Yes, it is. It is. It is still growing. Um, the the rest of the uh, colorful yard and clover has now overtaken it. You can't. You could see it for quite a few years, and uh, it, it's now been overtaken. I, I, I had not heard that from you. I had heard that from uh, our our, uh, our infamous uh, Jay from Parts Unknown that he I, had done something similar. I, 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 I love the next day when they're flying over the stadium with a helicopter and like the carnage of turf that's missing. And there's this random triangle, you know, that I can somebody had a real knife. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that someone, someone took the time to do this. That's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's probably one of my favorite football memories. Um, right up there. Uh, Rose bowl, uh, January one, 2010, um, Oregon, unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm so glad, um, myself and, uh, and a fellow, fellow ag guy had gone to the Fiesta Bowl the previous year and, and decided we wanted to travel again. Um, it was Pasadena and that, that's, a that's one of those lifetime of, of, 
you need to do it. And, and, you know, that sunset, yeah, there's, there's a reason it's a big deal. And, and I, that, that ranks right up there with uh, some of my favorite football memories. Sure. Those are, those are, you know, on both of those, probably on the Mount Rushmore, uh, you know, of, of Ohio state, at oh, least in, yeah. the, la- in yeah. the last 20 years, you know, of, of Ohio state moments. So um, no, uh, awesome answers to those. Adam checked off the Rose bowl with our dad, Alan, uh, uh, yep. two, year, yep. two years ago and urban Myers last game with uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, taking out Adam. What I kind of bounce off. This isn't a Rose bowl podcast. We're in the sugar bowl this week, but maybe just <laughs> a couple, couple seconds on the Rose bowl and what you liked about it. Sure. I would say, well, first of all, I think Ohio State, you know, the Big Ten or Pac-12, if either one ever gets a bid to the playoff, should get an automatic, you know, position in the Rose Bowl, regardless of where it's being played, just for heritage and, you know, history and everything else. But it was a great game there watching Dwayne Haskins playing his last game, Urban Coach's last game for Ohio State against Washington. Um, it was kind of one of those, it was kind of a classic urban game where you just get a lead and it kind of feels like it's slipping away <laughs> and you're nervous because he's, uh, you know, he, he plays, uh, he plays to lose sometimes, but it ended up pulling it out. What a shame that would have been if he would have blown it, but uh, it was a great game, great atmosphere. And I honestly think the Rose Bowl should be the national championship every year. It should, it's that cool of an experience. It should just be like, all right, this is the coolest bowl. So we should just make it the national championship. Everything else is just a playoff, whatever, but it's such a cool environment and it's so nice in Pasadena, you know, even this time of year, I, I it was, it was awesome. The parade, everything else. Terrific. Would love well, to go again. Yeah. Uh, me as well. I'd love to have my first opportunity. I think we'd have that maybe in the next, I've, and, the, and the good news is, and we're going to talk about that here going forward, but you know, Ohio state obviously set up in a position to at least be successful in contending for you know, at least the next three or four years, uh, we got a commitment, you know, at number one uh, quarterback in the 2022 class, flipped him from Texas. This, we're not going to do a recruiting podcast in championship week here, but <laughs> definitely a, a ton of content for the off season. Um, Dave, just any initial thoughts you had uh, about the Northwestern game? We kind of touched on some major things, but anything you saw uh, that you're either excited about or worried about going into this week? I, you know, th- this team the whole year, it's been tough just because you don't have a lot of body work to pick through. You know, you, you, you just start playing, which don't get me wrong. I love the idea of going right into, right into, you know, conference action. You know, I don't care about all the tune-up games, you know, the, the, I, I don't care, you know, so that was neat, but it, it's tough when you get in the end and, and you say, I don't know what the ceiling of this team is. I mean, I, I, of course I'm a homer. Yeah. The ceiling is national championship. But when I, when I was watching this Northwestern game, you know, you gotta, the team's greatest adversary to date was Indiana. And I mean, I take nothing away from Indiana, but I mean, we didn't get it from Michigan state. You know, I'm, if we would have played Michigan, it wouldn't have, we just didn't have any kind of adversity. And, and that was the first kind that we had to, we had to kind of bear down a little bit and it, it was on, you know, Trey Sermon's back. I, you know, I, I didn't, I missed the, the, the switch from, you know, you know, I, I kept going, what's up with master Teague? What's up with master Teague? And by mm-hmm. that time, you know, you're like, well, Trey Sermon's rushed for 150 yards. <laughs> leave let's, him, leave you know, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just let's, let's take the hot hand and go with it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, that, I, again, it's just been a weird year. It, it's, it's, Let's just play football. You sure. don't know. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what the ceiling is, and and how these teams will react. 
So I think the I think what you kind of touched on there, the adversity thing, is a huge a huge storyline going into this week, especially when you look back over the last twenty years and the real opportunities Ohio State has had uh, to win a national championship. It's never been gifted. We've mm-hmm. never you know we've never knocked everybody oh, that, out of the, the park the every Alabama. season. That, yeah, that Alabama <laughs> yeah. Game. I, Alabama I mean, game in twenty fourteen, the last right, Sugar Bowl right. we were in. Yeah, right yeah. up until the end. Yeah. Um, but even that, I mean, that season and in 01, you know, 01, yeah. we, we almost yeah. lose almost, not almost every uh, game, but yeah. like uh, Mar- every one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. down to the wire. And, <laughs> and, and we, we end up being able to pull the whole thing out. And then fast forward to 2014, you lose your second game to Virginia Tech. Everybody counts you out. You drop oh. back, drop back to, I think it was 17th at one point uh, being ranked. And really the, I think we are still the only team to climb out of that big of a hole uh, in the rankings to still make it back into the playoff. And then uh, I, I believe Bama and us are the only ones to be a four seed to win it all, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, still a pretty cool stat. But uh, going off of what you just said, I think that it was a great chance for the team to, to see a little bit of adversity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I actually was listening to the game on a, on a, on a, a road trip on Saturday. So I was had the whole Paul, Paul Keels experience, right. Uh, listening to the, you know, the running the back play. Experience. Oh, the it's the best. Experience. He's, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, in the first half, I'm just like, you know, every few few plays, I'm like, okay, that's weird. Fields has missed what, you know, 20 passes this whole season, and he probably had 20 misses, you know, in just the first half. So, the the coolest the coolest part of that that game, and before we move on, I just just wanted to touch on this, um, you know, the ability that we see in Ryan Day's coaching half coaching staff to adjust at halftime and make the changes that he definitely needs to make. Uh, when we see that something's not working or something is working, um, they come out of halftime and you know where the focus is going. Trace Herman's going to get the ball because it's working and they ride that horse to the finish line and we're able to win that game by two scores, yeah. even though we were down. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't know. feel like that. It no. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. To, not to, at all. To look at the score after the fact you're going, Wow, that that's not the feeling the whole game. You're Amazing, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of Buckeye fans wishing we would have just ran it one last time instead of kneeling for that 19-point backdoor <laughs> cover. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Come out with the W. The players don't. The players don't. The player. I'm using quotations. The players don't know the lines, Adam. They don't know the Vegas lines um, on the field. Um, moving on to this week, you know, there, there's only. And it's kind of hilarious that this is a game week. Just the way that you know the calendar set up and how late the Big Ten championship was. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it definitely feels like it. We should have at least another week until you know this this Sugar Bowl is to be played. But no, we're getting it this Friday. You know, we're recording for those of you at home. Pull the curtain back. We're recording this on. Tuesday night. Uh, so we're four or three sleeps away uh, from from uh, watching the, the Buckeyes take them on and Nola. Um, Adam, you're at the Big Ten or you're at the Sugar Bowl in 2014 with myself and our father as well. Um, kind of take us into the experience down in New Orleans and how different this year might be with definitely a lot less fans, but just less of the whole fan experience in general. Yeah, I mean, that that was a truly spoiling freshman year experience for you and I, Ryan. Um, I remember going into that game, we just had a sense of uh, confidence in the team. Yes, New Orleans was filled with Alabama fans. It was also filled with LSU fans that hate Alabama and were cheering for Ohio State to beat Alabama, which was pretty refreshing. Alabama fans had a sense of confidence that I think Clemson fans have today because the cards are stacked against Ohio State. You have six games under our belt. You got a secondary on defense that is 
young to say probably the best about it other than Sean Wade. Everybody could use another six games of experience probably. Um, you've got Justin Fields who's had, you know, two of his four games. Say what you will with everything going into it, but two of his four games this season have looked bad. I mean, he's looked like a normal quarterback, which is not something you could say about him last year. Uh, but to talk more about the Sugar Bowl specifically, that game went about as well against Alabama as a game could go against talent that good. And I don't know to date, and, you know, if you're not a fan of those two fan bases, I, I would encourage you, I mean, you're listening to this, so you're an Ohio State fan, but go back and watch that game. That was an, an exceptional college football game. Back and forth the entire time, to the wire, to the end of the game. Um, I I want to believe that's how this game is going to go this week, but uh, the experience is definitely totally different. You know, they're, they're not coming in until I believe Thursday night for the Friday game. Um, they're not going to be, you know, Dabo's kids are going to go to a movie theater and hold super spreader events. Ohio state's not really looking to do that in the middle of a pandemic, which is good. Um, it, it will definitely be different. Adam, I, I, one thing I remember from 2014 specifically just about Alabama, number one, you, you touched on it, just the confidence in their fan base. And I would commend them for it. I mean, if you were a fan of Alabama to that point, you just won uh, four national championships in the last six years. Uh, they're trying to go back to back, you know, that year in the first year of the playoff, obviously being a little bit different um, and, and just how annoying. And if for any Bama fans uh, listening, you're not going to like this, but just how annoying those silly pom poms were that they use every single game. And, you know, first down for the tide, roll tide. Everybody says it. And, and just the environment that they create is so it's very, uh, I don't want to use the word pompous, but it's very unique uh, in, in kind of the the home game atmosphere that they were able to bring. And really, you know, New Orleans, Adam and I stopped uh, in Tuscaloosa on our way down to New Orleans to hang. We probably would have gotten beaten up for this if, if Bama fans would have seen us, but we got out of the car and we hung uh, Buckeye necklaces on Nick Saban's statue outside of the, uh, the Alabama stadium, which was amazing. We still have the pictures to prove it. Uh, we get out at the Alabama, welcome to Alabama sign. We, and we do an OHIO picture uh, just, just really taking, you know, taking our time to, to kind of lean into the confidence that we have going into that game. But no, I wanted Adam to touch on that for a second, because <clears throat> going into the, they call it the Superdome there. In New Orleans, where you know where the Saints play, the house that Drew Brees uh, ha- has made last, um, it's going to be a totally different you know experience for our Buckeyes and as as well as Clemson. There with, uh, I believe it's only family and fr- uh, like program members that are allowed in, the, and very few fans. Uh, Louisiana, you think in the South? Obviously, we see the pictures and stuff of a lot of the stadiums being almost full, but. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's only going to, I believe it's like less than 20% that's going to be inside that uh, dome for its capacity, which is going to be different than the national championship. But not to not to digress, would love to hear, uh, before we get into kind of score predictions, uh, things you guys are wait or excited to see uh, or or worried about uh, on the field on Saturday. And then I'll, I'll chime in with a couple things I'm looking for. Uh, whoever Whoever's ready can go. Um, well, I I'll, would just... I'll... Oh, you go ahead, Dave. All right, I'll, I'll lead off. I, I, I know, I know that uh, I've I've heard some some uh, um, touting of the the four and record that Clemson does hold against Ohio State, and I had to, you know, kind of go back and and you know, you know, you know, break my heart, you know, be completely destroyed, you know, 
break my heart again. But I, I honestly, I forgot about the very first one. And, and the, 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 the December 29th, 1978 Gator Bowl. We could spend the rest of the podcast on this game. I forget all the time. This is the Woody game. This is the Woody punching someone, you know, I, I, and, and, you know, so I guess you, you keep that in the back of your mind. That is, that is our only history with these folks is, is them thinking about Woody punching them. Um, but uh, no, no, I, I digress. Coming into this game, it, it, I, I know Dabo's given everybody bulletin board material. I, it is what it is. That's why we play the game. I don't care. He wants to run. If he wants to make a big deal about it, he can. Um, uh, Ryan Day throws some shade back, saying something about Clemson. Everybody knows they steal signs. Um, I, I, I feel like that was a weird comment for him to kind of throw. He's taking a um, shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, that's why we play the game. I, I don't know. It, 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 it's 2020. Anything could happen. I mean, this, this game could, could end in a, a tie. I mean, we could play four overtimes and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you, you end up with, with one, one bad COVID test and, you know, half, game half of Clemson, half yeah. of Ohio state could be out. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm dying inside as a Browns fan because of, you know, a bad hot tub incident. I, that, that's <laughs> weird to be saying that, but, but that could very easily happen in this, in this uh, matchup and you're not having these teams at full strength. And, and it really makes you just, it, it, it's not, it could potentially be not a pristine matchup. If, Anything if, could happen on either side, on either yeah. side. Now, if Dabba Sweeney wouldn't coach, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. And I wouldn't feel any less about it, but Adam, what do you got? You know, I, I think Dave covered it. I was just actually looking up more about the, the Woody incident is what I was doing this whole time. <laughs> and the, the, uh, the linebackers name Bauman for the, or for Clemson, uh, they had the interception They got punched in the throat by Woody Hayes. Um, just, what a weird incident, incident, incident. And uh, he's, when he punched him, he said, you SOB, I just lost my job as he punched him. Yeah, just a crazy, crazy story. Anyway. Hey, fun fact. That started, Woody that Hayes, the curse. Woody, Woody Hayes was a commencement speaker after he got fired at my high school back in the, uh, back in the eighties. Cool. Yeah, that is fun. Cool. What a fall from fall from grace, you know. A bit, and then a kind of a resurgence, you know. Later in his life, he becomes kind of a friend of the program, and then after he passes away, you can drive around, obviously OSU's campus, and you'll see a stadium of him. Obviously, we have the Woody Hayes Athletic Facility. I kind of like that Ohio State has, and and Woody Hayes could have his own podcast, you know, just on him as a person, right? How many episodes, you know, you could do on the content? Well, time, time heals. Time heals. I mean, time heals. Stress. Exactly. I mean, well, Dave, I, I, yeah. 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 Exactly what I was going to say is is that, you know, Woody, by by everyone's accounts, yes, a hard guy, but a good person, you know, for, for you know, mm-hmm. paying it forward, obviously, and always trying to do the right things. And what happens in that Clemson game, right? He gets caught up in emotion and does something completely out of character, which I think, you know, especially as a one-time incident, a lot of people can forgive, you know, something, something mm-hmm. like that, especially when you're an old man and you're punching a young man with a helmet, <laughs> you know, and you might break and you might break your hand, you know, he, whatever, he gets him in the neck. You watch the video. It looks like he didn't really make good contact at all, but anyway, Woody loses his job. And for the next 20 years, Ohio state has a good program, but gets into a little bit of turmoil until Jim, you know, brings us back there in 01 after the Cooper, Cooper years. Um, but 
you know, the the thing I, I love that you both brought that up because it's not trademarked this way, but it definitely if you're an Ohio State fan that has been at least a diehard fan from 2000, you know, 11 to now, you would feel like that that was a curse that was mm-hmm. put on to the Ohio State program. How many times other than in 2016 of the other two last year in the matchup in 2011, both of those years, we were like, our team is better than that team. We should beat them. Last year, <laughs> you watch the replay of that game. Any sane fan says the better team on the field was Ohio State. And still, somehow, and I'm not going to blame the refs, you know, you got to win the game on the field. Somehow, you know, we need, somehow we don't pull that game out. So that's, to me, even more than being excited about potentially competing for a national championship this year. The biggest thing I have going into Friday is that if we can find a way to win, right, that's the only thing we need to do, find a way to win. It doesn't have to look pretty, whatever. We can get this Clemson thing off of our back forever because as Ohio State, one of the winningest programs in college football history, there are very few programs that we've played more than once that we've never beaten, which is a very, it's kind of a unique thing. And especially a team like Clemson, we've played four times, three times recently. They kind of have this thing on us and they like to pump their chest and say that they're good now. But, you know, program wise, we are on completely different levels. You know, eight championships here at Ohio State. They just won their third. You know, we, we play in the Big Ten there in the AC. Like, it's just, it's completely different. And a lot of, you know, Clemson traditionalists will say, you know, talk about their tradition. And yes, they do have an old program. But as far as greatest college football programs of all time, it's not Clemson is not in the conversation with Ohio State. It's recency bias and and and, uh, and the recency of us losing these last couple of games. So for hey, me, Ryan, go ahead, Dave. To- totally, totally, totally. Same concept, totally different team. What's it like to be a young fan of Michigan right now? Where where all you have known is <laughs> is I mean I mean I've experienced the Michigan defeats that like like destroyed me. Yeah, and I'm looking at. I mean, I even think about students today, like. Like you have, you have rickrolled Michigan for uh-huh. so much. What I mean, I think that that's programs, a great that's a great point, Dave. And that's a whole that's a whole another episode. That's it literally episode. is. And 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 to think about that, you know, us guys who grew up in Ohio and we grew up Buckeye fans, I, it wasn't the reason that you go to Ohio State, right? The football program is not the reason, but it is an element of hey, I get to go to a school that I grew up being a fan of, and I'm excited to watch compete every single year. And we've all been blessed with it being pretty terrific almost every single mm-hmm. year. And Michigan, I, I can't imagine being born on the other side of the border, being raised a Michigan fan, and then you know you're you're left with your choice of college, and you're like, well, I'm still going to go to you know U of M because I love them, but. You know, there's no chance that they're going to beat Ohio State while I'm a student there. Like, I can't, yeah. it's such a juxtaposition to where we are, you know, on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I always, I hope it stays like this forever, even yeah, though, yeah. you know, I, I hope that they are able to figure it out and be competitive, at least in their own way. And, you know, we make our games better at the end of the season. But we, that's for another podcast. We'll yeah, save, that's, we'll, that's another yeah, day. We'll save but, that but for I, later. I do, I do agree when you talk about Clemson. I mean, I mean, when I think of Clemson football, I think of, you know, I, I would put them in the same lines. Of, I don't know, maybe like a, like a Florida State, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a solid football team, but not not a, you know, year in, year out. It's new money. right there. It's new yeah. money. It's new money. 
That's a great yeah. point, Adam. And I, t- I completely agree with that. And and for the if I have any Clemson fans that end up listening, which I do have a couple friends that <laughs> that were that were Clemson fans, I want to hey, say Pat this. Pat Nolan, I mean, graduate student. Oh, great oh, guy! Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Pat. Um, I I do want to say that for you know a little bit of saving grace. You've had the league's number for the last you know, eight years, Dabo has, you know, has, has made that program something to deal with, but we're talking about, you know, the history of college football. And and with that, you can never say. ACC doesn't come to come to mind when I think of football powerhouse, (laughs) which, which makes sense. But Dave, to this year, you know, I, uh, until this year, I have been a staunch big 10 defender. I love the league. I like rooting for it. This year is brutal. The way that we, the way that we handled the pandemic and playing in the pandemic. And then the way that our name brand teams have, kind of faltered out this whole season. I've, I've just been like, you know what? Let's just be the Clemson of the Big Ten. Let's just yeah. throw the throw the conference away. We're going to win it every year. And we our competition is against the big dogs. Hey, Brett yeah. Bielema, Illinois, <laughs> 2021. Bringing them back. Bringing them back. He's bringing them back. Um, let, let's let's start wrapping up here, guys. I, I love the input on, on the Clemson game. We're, none of us, it sounds like, are sure what's going to happen. Before we get into the game prediction, we're going to do one other game prediction, which is the uh, – is it the Rose Bowl? I think I have that right, right? Alabama versus Notre Dame, but it's being played in Dallas, correct? Yes. Which yes. is a very interesting the, the, the set of words. Dallas yeah. Rose Bowl. <laughs> the Dallas Rose Bowl. Um, Alabama uh, ranked number one overall, very de- deservedly so, uh, placing or playing number four, Notre Dame. Uh, Brian Kelly comes out with these comments this week saying, no, I don't think Notre Dame has anything to prove. I don't know what these issues are that the whole national media is asking me that, you know, am I worried about getting blown out in big games? No, we're we're a national championship contender year in, year out Uh, to that. I have to say, I don't know if that's true, Brian Kelly. I think for most of my life, Notre Dame has been a bunch of frauds. I think if if Ohio State was not uh, ruled ineligible there in 2012 to compete in a postgame, or in a postseason uh, game, we would have another national championship because we would have knocked the doors off of that Notre Dame team that Alabama was able to knock the doors off of. Um, but just, uh, you know, uh, Bama favored by 20. Uh, love to hear from you guys. What do you see happening uh, uh, at the on the 4 o'clock game on Friday? Uh, I would say just as far as claimed, you know, heritage, Notre Dame has uh, 11 claimed national championships and the most recent in 88, but it, it, and I would actually give them this. I was at the Michigan game last year. Okay. And I was in Michigan stadium, the big house, if you will. And a fella in front of me had a Michigan varsity jacket with stitched in the back in gaudy lettering national championships with the years. And the years were like 1900. 1902, 1903, you know, so old that the lettering on this jacket probably has fallen off a bunch of championships right before the great depression, right before world war one, before anybody else really played college football. I would say Notre Dame's got a lot of that going. They're writing the coattails of a legacy of people that their grandchildren are dead. Like that's how long ago we're talking about. Um, Notre Dame is frauds. They've been frauds since the nineties. Yes, they had a good track record before that, but I think they, they've got the, the – it's the Michigan syndrome. You're writing – you're like, look at this great brand we have, and uh, that brand is going to win us this game. 
and brand games plus win games good recruiting and coaching wins games uh alabama i think the spread's 19 i think that's a little much for a playoff game but i could easily see it happening i think vegas probably knows better than i do um they're going to lose it's just uh by how much yeah adam i'm gonna agree i i grew up in a town that has a has a staunch notre dame following um has to do something with uh with a, a, a big a big building with a steeple on the top, uh, and and so I, I listened to these people my entire life, um, going on and on about, and and I I, I totally agree. It, it, it's a brand. I don't know how, I don't know for the life of me, I can't figure out how Chip Kelly, or, you know, Chip Trips Chip Chip's brother Brian, wrong wrong Kelly, Brian Kelly is <laughs> is again he's in that same ballpark as I put with hardball. How are they still the coach? Like, if you're taking this program that seriously, how are they still – how is he still the coach there? And, yeah. and I, they just – it feels like fake good, fake good. And, and part of it goes back, and it's a gripe I've had, a whole other episode, why Notre Dame doesn't get – and I know they're in the ACC this year or whatever. But, but get in the conference, join the Big Ten, play with the big boys. That's where you fit. And, and they just refuse to do it. It's some sort of weird independence that they want to have. And they're going to continue to make a, make a, a football playoff series just based on name alone. I would contend A&M should have been in over them. Um, or since I, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> even since why not? Why not? Still thick. I love it. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, fake, fake, fake good. Um, as much as it pains me. Yeah. Alabama, Alabama covers the spread, covers it easily. Um, I, I mean, yeah, Clemson Adam, rolled them. I, Adam, do you have Bama covering as well? What's your score prediction? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Adam's <laughs> taking Bama. And then I, 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 I agree with every single point you guys made, but I do see this as a look-ahead game for Bama. Uh, and 20 points is like an unbelievable amount of points for two really good teams. So if I w- I'm not betting it, but if I was betting it, I would like Notre Dame to cover. I see something like – 20 like 21 40 or something like a barely cover like just right in there but uh with that we're going to get into the 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 big game the only game that our listeners want to hear about ohio state at number three taking on those fighting clemson tigers the uh, clemson is favored by seven and a half points excuse me so just over a touchdown adam we'll start with you what do you think about uh, the score prediction this weekend, and what do you see playing out? Oh, score prediction, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I, I like the realm of a 42 to 35, the winner of that. I'm not entirely sure. That way I'm probably going to go with Ohio State to cover that 7.5-point spread. Um, I think it just comes down to how much pressure you put on Trevor Lawrence without making him squirm away at a weasel like he did last year. Um, can you stay out of uh, the penalty box, as our hockey fans would uh, attest to that statement? You know, no hold, no stupid holdings, offsides, stuff like that, pass interference with a youthful secondary. Uh, and then do the lines show up? We've got a great offensive and defensive line. Um, I think if we can establish a running game and just keep the ball in Ohio State's possession for as long as possible, I think we win the game. It just uh, – if it turns into a shootout – I start to get a little nervous because I know Trevor's a great quarterback and he can score and he's got, you know, it doesn't really matter the talent he's got with him. He, he knows how to get the ball in their hands. So uh, I'm going to go 42-35 Ohio State um, and for Ohio State to cover. Dave, what do you think? 
Um, I, uh, so I was jotting some notes down earlier. Um, I went back and I amended that. Um, I did Ohio state a zillion and, uh, Clemson 27. Um, um, uh, actually probably closer 34, 27. Um, I, it, this is going to be, it's going to be tight. I, it, nobody's going to run away with it. Um, it's going to be right down to it. Um, it, hopefully, you know, fields is in the right mindset, you know, gets past, gets past, you know, this Northwestern, this little, little, uh, tough patch. Um, I think the big difference though is, is going to be, um, and I want to make sure I, I wrote this down, right. The diamond quest unis. Unbelievable. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize we were now naming uniforms. Um, I, I didn't know that that's a thing. Um, I, I, all that I want to see is whatever Jersey that Joe Germain wore in the 1996 <laughs> Rose bowl with the no elastic on the sleeves Love like it. just flapping in the wind. That's the uniform that I want to see. But the Diamond Quest is a close second. Pretty darn good. That'll make the difference. Yeah. I, Dave, I completely agree with you. Um, now I'm going to start with the uniforms because I like how you ended them. The gray on the sleeves, the gray stripes on the sleeves make our you know, – Dave's got one on for those of you who are listening. The gray on the sleeves make our both our home radio. and away the greatest uniforms in sport, in my opinion. We are scarlet and gray, not scarlet and black. I don't know why right now we have black as the stripes on our sleeves. Uh I will, I'll die on this hill. I think that they're amazing uniforms. We wore them for those at home. These are the same uniforms we wore in 2014 when we were able to upset Alabama. So hopefully that's a little bit that, uh, of uh, luck that we get going into Friday. Uh, my prediction is going to be very similar, I think, to Dave's. Um, I like I like Ohio State 42, Clemson, uh, maybe a very close, uh, I want to say 38, maybe a four-point uh, victory for Ohio State uh, with Clemson uh, perhaps losing on an interception. How, how perfect would that be uh, at the end of this year's game? Um, anything else, boys, for the good of the people at home? Um, I, I, a question more. I think this is geared more towards Adam, if I have this correctly. Um, I, I know nothing about betting things. Um, of, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't begin to know where I need to go go deposit money Uh-oh. with someone in order to do these things. Uh-oh. I say words like spreads and odds. Um, I don't know what they mean. They just kind of come out when they sound right. Um, so we're, we're going to have to have a side session on, uh, on gambling. Um, I also like to feed cattle. So I do that anyways. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're going to have to have a gambling. Welcome update. to agriculture. Um, you those you work for an ag lender i mean you you you're, you're the yes. you're the house i am a in bookie. Vegas. you're the I house am a, i i am essentially a bookie i get a loan request i assess odds if i'm going to be paid back and then and then if they don't pay back you turn into tony soprano if they do uh, pay back no problem collections is a part of the job collections <laughs> is a part of the job i got is you. this the link adam did you just send me the link i oh, fired right. it away send, adam was answering i fired the, away the link to, yeah. to to someplace that sounds awful. I don't even. I barely go to the casinos. That's don't, how cheap I am. Stay away. Stay away. Although I will say, for gambling wise, I did just win both of my fantasy football leagues this week. So kind of a kind of a big week for me, uh, money wise. Go ahead. You got second. I was Dave. runner up. I was runner up in the houses and blouses league. Um, the the famed Lena Trophy is going to be held with uh, Mr. Uh, Tim Lamb. Oh um, no. It the was, dreaded it was, lamb. It, it was it was a uh, it was a uh, it was a it was a heck of a season. Um, I I played the waiver wire hard. 
Um, Mahomes took me, took me, took me far. Um, <laughs> just not enough at the end. And Corey Davis played in a blizzard. And Juju Smith, I benched him because he's trash. Just he didn't trash. have enough at the end. Adam, what do you have for the for the people at home before we sign off? Anything? Well, uh, if you're going to take fantasy football advice, don't take it from me. Take it from my brother because he won both fantasy football leagues, and I finished, I think, second to last in both. So, you know, some type of precision there. As, uh, you know, some some elders would say, uh, accuracy is good, precision is good, but precision alone isn't that good. So that's why I'm second to last in both leagues. Adam, you, you're making up a mac and cheese for Friday. Any plug for that? Yeah, if anybody's interested, um, shout out to Knox Wilson for the recipe he found on YouTube. But uh, it's a delicious <laughs> mac and cheese, smoked mac and cheese with bacon bits, uh, breadcrumbs, and just a little bit of hot sauce. Uh, hit me is this up. What the is, is, is this, this what literally the, do the best mac and cheese? You get recipes off of This off is of what YouTube. the youths do. You're T- right, Dave. TikTok yep. and YouTube recipes. Yep. And then the old people complain because the youths with their YouTube. Are you too good for the good meat. housekeeping book, the Betty Crocker cookbook? You too good I for swear that this mac and cheese would beat the doors off of Betty Crocker. <laughs> Betty it's Crocker's incredible. brownies are not to be touched, okay? I don't know. Betty Crocker's right. rolling over in her grave. What she she's t- I was gonna say as we're doing recipes I'm doing a I'm doing a parish pork not to say his name twice uh, smoked queso for Friday I'm very excited about it but with that I'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up here folks um, for those of you listening at home please leave us comments and message us if you have any feedback for the show or if you're interested in being a potential future guest please reach out um, just like Dave here uh, feel free to give us a review and uh, comment on wherever you're listening to this podcast share it with your friends we're trying to gain a following also as Adam helped us create this week, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter account for the podcast. Uh, you can find that at, at silver bullet saga. Uh, that is at Ohio state underscore SBS. Um, for, and for uh, you guys here still with me, you know how to sign off. Uh, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the silver bullet, bullet saga. saga.